Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Today's very important podcast episode that I hope that you love and listen to and share with a friend because so many of us have been in a perpetual state of surviving on stress. And I want all of you ladies to be listening to this episode thinking about how many things do I do in the name of health or in the name of productivity or in the name of... um, taking things on so you are seen as the person who is is doing all the time and how is it really impacting your health because feeling really stressed out and always surviving on this stress cycle is going to have both short-term and long-term impacts on your body so i'm really really wanting to emphasize to you today to listen and absorb and think about the things that you have been doing and the way that you have been living and how it has impacted your stress levels. And if your body just cannot regulate itself, you feel like you're just always in this perpetual state of adrenaline and stress and go, 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 or always feeling like something's wrong or something's going to come and grab the rug out from underneath you that are all signs of you living in this stressed state and that is not good for us that is not good for our health in the short term or the long term and i wanted to share this episode with you today because i've got a very special episode coming on thursday so the next podcast episode is going to be me and one of my friends andrea crowder talking about her program regulate which is really talking about the central nervous system today i'm really going to be talking about what you can like how to detect or signs of being in this perpetual state of stress and then what you can do when it comes to changes in your habits and patterns and nourishment and support. But when it comes down to your central nervous system, we will be covering that in Thursday's episode. So make sure you are following the show and leave a rating and review if these are the type of episodes that are your favorite. So then I know to give you more episodes with this topic. Let's roll into today's show. Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Let's talk about stress. Are you living on or addicted to stress? And a lot of this may stem from society, lifestyle, circumstance, stuck trauma, whatever it is, having this perpetual state of stress will have big impacts on your health. And I know I'm going to read through those signs and symptoms of stress that you probably have heard about a lot and time and time and time again, but I'm going to get into some really interesting and juicy ones, especially in relation to 
hormones and how this impacts your hormones, right? So if you are always living in this perpetual state of stress, these are some of the symptoms that you may be feeling. If you're stressed, you might be feeling irritable, angry, impatient, wound up, duh, overburdened or overwhelmed, anxious, like you've got thoughts racing in your mind all the time that you can't switch off, unable to enjoy yourself, depressed, not being able to live in the moment, uninterested in life, like you've lost your sense of humor, your sense of fun, you have a sense of dread with a lot of things that you are doing in your day-to-day life, worried, tense, stressed, lonely, um, mental health problems, feeling like your breathing is short. You know, you're not paying attention to those thoughtful breath work, um, tense in your neck and shoulders. A lot of times with stress, it really does manifest on your body with acne or tension headaches and things like that. Um, difficulty breathing, panic attack, blurred eyesight, sleep problems, fatigue, muscle aches and soreness, chest pains, indigestion, constipation. We're going to talk more about that in a second. Feeling sick, dizzy, fainting, sudden weight gain or sudden weight loss and stubborn weight gain. That is also another sign of like what happens when we're always living in this state of stress, rashes, um, sweatiness, changes in your cycle, and your physical health problems can get worse because when it comes to stress and how it affects your body, it affects every system in our body. Everything from musculoskeletal, respiratory, cardiovascular, endocrine, which is our hormones, gastrointestinal, which is digestion, nervous system, and our reproductive system. So living off of stress all the time can have both very big and significant short and long-term stress factors. And I'm going to start by saying this, there is no quick fix to stopping this cycle of stress. You know, it's going to take lifestyle changes, it's going to take dietary changes, habit changes, and also learning some new skills, maybe learning some new emotional skills or different type of skills that tell your central nervous system, like, calm down, we're fine. Like if you've always been living in this state of of stress and like something's going to go wrong, your body gets used to running off of those stress hormones. And I would say before becoming a mom, I didn't experience this perpetual state of stress, but after becoming a mom, I did. And I think that has a lot to do with the traumatic experience that I, um, that I experienced when I was 20 weeks pregnant with our son, which led me to being on bed rest. And then I just kept thinking like, oh, when I am not pregnant anymore, the stress is just going to melt away because my baby's going to be here. But then I had a baby that had silent reflux and screamed all the time and we were building our home. And then I had postpartum depression and anxiety and I wasn't, um, I wasn't doing the right things to really help and support myself through that. And then I had the pressure of my business and and everything like that weighing on me and weighing on me. And so I would say, and then I got pregnant again and I had to go through a surgery again and then raising two kids under two, like stress, 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 stress. And now here I am, you know, six years later, four years later, really realizing, wow, I have to take a look at my lifestyle and tell my central nervous system, it's okay. 
I need to calm down. I need to bring a lot of these stress hormones back into balance so I'm not always operating off of this cycle of stress. So don't feel bad if you are like, because of your job or because of a life situation or a circumstance, you've been habitually in this cycle of stress that has just made it worse and worse and worse, right? I've been there too. And even as a health coach, I was doing some of the things that was making it even worse and thinking that it would help it get better. But I'm going to be really real with you today and talk about some of the heavy hitting signs and symptoms that I want you to start paying attention to. Now, I know I ran through that generalized list and I may be double double dipping into some of these, but some of the ones that I really want you to pay attention to of like signs of always living off of stress is... Um, is, is the handful that I am going to cover. And some of these may seem so innocent, but I promise I will end on giving you some insight on how to create systems or make changes in your routines and rhythms and habits so our body can start relaxing again and we really can um, help restore. And, and then when these stressful situations and times happen, because stress is a part of life and it's going to be something that we need to learn to manage and work through and regulate and then settle back from, right? Remember, I always talk about our feminine hormone cycle and how creation is created in this rhythm of life and like vibrancy and nourishment and then harvest and then always cycled back with a period periodization a period of resting our menstrual cycle is designed in that way the seasons are designed in that way the day is designed in that cyclical rhythm and pattern and while we are going to have seasons and times in our life that are more challenging than others that that physically, mentally, emotionally demand more from us than others. But we need to prioritize that season of rest, whether that's a moment in time or an actual season, a week, a month, a year of being like, no, I need to stop doing whatever this is so my body can then go back to regulating back down and and restoring, right? That restoration is very important. And I think where society gets this wrong is sometimes it's just so black and white of like, we're either in the work or we're not doing the work or we're growing or we're dying. And really it's like, sometimes you need to take a break, not so you quit, but so you can keep going. And so whether you're relating that to your career, your motherhood or anything else, Keep that in mind. Like, do you need to take this break to rest and restore? Not to quit. Not saying you're giving up. Not saying you're a quitter. Not saying you've lost or you failed. But to take a pause and take a rest so you then can keep going. Okay? So signs of stress. Um, I want you to, to now be aware of these red flags. Okay? So a sign that I think not a lot of people look at is... No appetite in the morning is a sign of hunger cues being off. So when we have woken up in the morning 
and we haven't had nourishment for a long duration of time. And a lot of people take it as a badge of honor of like, oh my gosh, I'm just so busy in the morning. I'm not even hungry. I don't even have the time to eat, blah, 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 blah. But what this is doing is putting your body in a state of operating off of stress, cortisol and adrenaline right off the bat instead of utilizing nourishment as energy. I would say, you know, it's not that I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry right now. But definitely after 30, 45 minutes of me being awake, when I did balance my hormones, I started to notice like, oh my gosh, my body really does genuinely want breakfast at this time. And not having an appetite in the morning and just running off of that cortisol and that adrenaline and that go, 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 go is setting the tone for your whole day. So for those of you who are like, I'm not a breakfast eater. And as you guys know, I'm all about like blood sugar balancing and making sure that you're eating meals that are supportive for your blood sugar and your metabolism. I want you to pay attention to if you have a high-protein, well-rounded breakfast in the morning, what does it feel like at 3 o'clock? Versus if you go as long as you can without a meal because you're running off of adrenaline and caffeine and cortisol and all of that stuff in the morning and you hold off a breakfast, take note, how do you feel at 3 o'clock? See if those two days are different. You are the master, the scientist of you. And this is something that I want you to start paying attention to. So another sign is irregular energy. So if you feel like there are times in your day where you've like got bursts of energy and then other times where you're feeling so burnt out and fatigued and your energy levels are like a emotional roller coaster, like maybe around 10 a.m. you've got energy and mental clarity and then at three you like crash which leads me into this next one which is feeling wired but tired or your mind goes crazy when you're starting to get ready for bed like pay attention to irregular energy like that throughout an entire day and obviously we're all going to have days like this but what I want you to start paying attention to is it a Mm, that rarely happens, that sometimes happens, or that always happens. And if you start recognizing a lot of these red flags that I'm talking about being like, oh, this is this is happening, happening most of the time and or always, that's when it's a red flag, right? Because there are days where I have irregular energy and then for a while it's not, or there's days where I have a very, very moody down day and in the midst of it, it makes me feel like I feel like this all the time. But if I actually take note of it, I'm like, okay, I really only have like a bad, bad day once every two, three-ish months. Everybody's entitled to a bad day on it every two to three-ish months, right? Like that's very normal, Joel. Don't get so down on myself. Don't go into the perpetual spiral of something is wrong. But it, if it is most of the time, that is what I want you to pay attention to. So we talked about the wired but tired If you're the type of person that identifies with the, I don't know how to not be busy. I don't know how to relax. I don't know how I unwind. Or if you say that you unwind doing a lot of things that somebody else would see as like 
work or as um, doing something, that to me would be like a red flag of probably how society or lifestyle has perpetuated you to be valued as a person. But when you are always in that state of like, I've got to be doing something. I've got to be doing something. Your body is like, I've got to, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. I cannot slow down. I cannot slow down. And as our world has evolved so much, our brain and our body hasn't operated in that way of seeing it as, you know, I'm just needing to keep myself busy because I'm not going to feel valued or somebody's going to label me as lazy or whatever it is versus like, there's a bear in our what's the word tribe like there's a bear here to hunt our tribe and we've got to like get moving and prepare our stuff and protect ourselves and our loved ones right like the evolution of that the same stress hormone is being fired and triggered in both situation it doesn't see one as life-threatening and the other as not it sees both as life-threatening right so our body and our brain hasn't hasn't evolved like the world has is what i'm saying so that be unable to relax is really triggering your body of like i need to operate off the stress to keep this person going to keep this person alert to keep this person safe does that make sense i hope it does um off digestion and bloating so if you are somebody that is really experiencing irregular bowel movements uncomfortable bowel movements and massive bloating this is a sign of very high and could be a sign of very elevated cortisol because when our body is in that rest and digest space it is processing our foods and so we are not experiencing that type of digestion disruption. So digestion disruption could be also another big sign um, as well as a lot of those like physical ones that we talked about where if you are in a really stressful state, like it's it can show up on your body physically in certain ways, whether that's aches and pains, tense muscles. For me, it's a lot of time my jaw, like for whatever reason, I feel like my mouth really clenches. For some, it's acne or rashes or anything like that. Those are signs to pay attention to as well. And then the last one I'm going to kind of talk about is constant cravings. So around that 3 p.m. ish. Now, this can also be related to a lot of other things where if you're constantly eating and it's high carbohydrate and it's spiking your blood sugar around 3 p.m., you probably will experience that type of blood sugar crash because your body is needing more energy. But if you are constantly in a state of stress and around 3 p.m., especially if you're the type that wakes up very, very early in the morning, we're going to be talking about that here in a second too, you will find at 3 p.m. your body's like, I either need caffeine, sugar, or a nap to keep myself going. And that's another sign of consistently being operated and stuck in the cycle of stress. So let's talk about those innocent habits that may be impacting your stress in a negative way when you think it is, you know, noteworthy or badge worthy or like it's something you boast about, right? And the first one I'm going to talk about 
might really surprise you. It is waking up or staying up at crazy hours. We need to stop it. If you feel like a lot of these signs and symptoms of operating off of stress, you need to start first and foremost regulating your sleep patterns because sleep really can be what resets your body in the best way and also in the fastest way. If you feel like you're somebody who just like, I don't need a lot of sleep, I can send you podcasts from experts like Shalene Johnson and other ladies that I know that always said that about themselves. Like, I don't I don't need a lot of sleep. I actually operate better when I don't sleep that much. It catches up over time prioritizing sleep. If I could go back in time to when Bryce was six weeks old and I thought I had to wake up at 5 a.m. to get my workout in, I would go back and give myself a hug and say, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. You don't need to do it at 5 a.m. That is not the best time to do it, especially when you're waking up in the middle of the night to pump and feed a newborn. And like, I was not getting any sleep in that season. But I was still like, I'm going to wake up at 5am and get my workout in. No, like that was a self-sabotage cycle that was really and still is sometimes very hard for me to say, no, I need to prioritize sleep. I'm not going to set my alarm before a certain time in the morning just to try to get some things done before my kids wake up. Because actually, If I sleep in, I'm not going to feel as down, tired, and depleted around 3, 4, 5 o'clock, right? So there's that. Now I know for a lot of you, you may have the opposite where you stay up at incredibly late times of the night to try to get things done around the house or have your social media scrolling time or your TV time. If you are in this perpetual state of stress, the first thing I want you to prioritize and try is to help your circadian rhythm, which is your wake and sleep cycle, match what it's like outside. And we are going into fall and winter now, so that tends to mean it's going to be getting darker earlier and lighter later in the morning. And if you are somebody who needs to help your hormones, help your stress levels, whether it's thyroid, adrenals, hormones, whatever it is, the best thing you can do is prioritize your sleep. Am I getting a little sassy pants on you? Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. This one's important though, okay? So I'm not going to be as like demandy about the other suggestions, but this one, I am dead serious. If you are going to do one thing for your health, stop setting your alarm to wake up way, 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 way too early and stop doing the things that keep you awake way, 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 way too late. You're an adult. You need to be responsible for yourself. Put the electronics away. Put the phones away. Um, Know that if your kid, my kids wake up early, guys, like, and this is an issue that we are still working on in this house. You know, that TikTok that's like, you think it's all over and the joke is on you. Yeah, that's me because I spent so much time, money, energy, and effort on having newborns and toddlers with good sleeping habits for my, like how my children, they're now children, they're now grown, they're now children to get up at the butt crack of dawn. And we've got to stop that habit, which means I have to stop being awake at that time too, okay? 
And it's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. I understand it's easier said than done to change those habits, especially when there's kids in the mix, but it's it's important for us, all right? Intermittent fasting. Now, intermittent fasting is a big controversial one because there is science that supports it and there's also science that, that doesn't. But what I'm saying is, is from my experience and my research and from what I found, if you are a female that is on birth control or you're not having a cycle, intermittent fasting seems to work pretty well for you. Some women advocate that intermittent fasting fix their hormones. That is not true. There is no evidence to that. The evidence that gives that type of result is often because of the blood sugar situation where you're not eating meals as frequently, you're not eating carbohydrates just by themselves. For example, a lot of people, when they make the change to intermittent fasting, they go from grazing throughout the whole day to making an actual meal, right? Making an actual meal, eating the meal, and then moving on with the day, right? Um, we, I can refer you back to other intermittent fasting podcasts if you are interested in that, but we're not going to go into that topic today because it makes sense, right? If you are wanting your body to use food as fuel and recognize fuel as the energy that you're, or as the source of energy that you want your body can, to convert it, right? You need to eat in the morning. And like I said, give yourself that self-reflection and experiment of what do I feel like at 3 p.m. if I've eaten a good, well-balanced breakfast versus what do I feel like at 3 p.m. if I've intermittent fasted or just started your day with the cocktail of caffeine and cortisol and adrenaline because that's what you're operating on without fuel, okay? Extreme dieting and low calories. That is a habit. That is something that can really sabotage your stress hormones. And when you are operating off stress hormones, guess what your body wants to do? Conserve fuel, which means holding on to excess body fat. Do you see how that um, that that so defeats what fitness culture has said, where it's like, oh, just eat less and then you'll lose the weight. Well, we've taken that to the extreme because yes, a calorie deficit is required if you're wanting to drop weight and reduce your body fat, but we take it to the drastic, right? Being in a conservative calorie deficit impacts the body very differently than a drastic calorie deficit. But what I see time and time again with working with women on health and fitness goals, it's like they're either eating whatever they want, all they want, or restricting very heavily. And that sends our body into a cycle of stress. Like what, why, why is it that our, our society says to cut calories, cut calories, cut calories, but yet the obesity weight and it's, it's just not that simple, right? So know that anytime you're trying to approach your health and fitness goals, if you go at it with intermittent fasting, extreme dieting slash low calories, and then this last one that I'm going to be talking about, which is high intensity workouts, you are giving your, your body a stress trifecta. And when your body is in high stress, it wants to hold on to fat. Do you see how it's just like well, no wonder why so many of us now are struggling 
with stubborn weight because our body is so confused. Our body is like, do I need this? Do I use this? What do I do? But getting your body back to a balanced state, not operating on these stress, these stress hormones all the time will help your body really release. Okay. So what do you do? What can you do? First thing is changing those habits and patterns. Did, did I hit a, hit a like cord with the sleep one or the intermittent fasting one or waiting too long to have breakfast? Change some of those habits and patterns and then start paying attention to how you feel once you've implemented those changes. Nourishment and support. So eating well-rounded, high protein, high fiber, good blood sugar balancing meals that are great in nourishment with micronutrients and macronutrients, not cutting out carbs, not cutting out anything else, just eating well-rounded, nourishing meals that keep you full for three to four-ish hours, right? And then you can also do things like supplement, you know, that's, that's, like I said, there is no quick fix for this, but the supplement, as you guys know, the one that I recommend the most for stress and cortisol levels is Stressify by Protea. It helps lower stress levels. It's anti-inflammatory and supports a positive mood. When you are using Stressify, I want to just remind you guys to use the recommended amount and timing. So with Stressify, taking it mid-morning and mid-afternoon. So for me, because I do wake up early, I take mine at 10 and 2. 10 and 2 is my time for taking my Stressify. Stressify has um, stress adaptation blood what words, stress adaptation blend, adrenal support, and weight management blend. And it talks about that on the label. So with Stressify and also Baseline, the one for um, hormone balancing, make sure you guys read the directions because the recommended dosage for Stressify is two capsules with water in the mid-morning and then one capsule with water in the mid-afternoon. So for me, I just want it to be a consistent pattern for me. So 10 and 2 is my stressify times, okay? And that can be one way you start supporting your body in with supplementation. The next thing, and like I said, this will be coming on Thursday's podcast episode, is doing things and start learning techniques for regulating your central nervous system. So many times we feel like what we do for our self-care practices is just another to do, another task. But what we really need to learn how to do is in the deep levels of our cells, tell our central nervous system, it is okay. We are fine. Like, And I didn't even know how to do this after experiencing what I did with my first pregnancy and my first postpartum experience. And I share a little bit about that with Andrea Crowder on Thursday. And we're going to talk about one of her programs called Regulate, which is an audio program. You listen to it just like you do this podcast episode, and it really helps you train from a psychological and emotional and central nervous system level, how to regulate that central nervous system and 
to it's it's just really cool and really different and unique and I have hard times putting to words what this program does. So that is why I'm bringing you guys Andrea on Thursday's episode. So the episode following this one to learn more about it, because I think that's that's the problem with stress support is we are told to do things like bubble baths and massages and things like that to relax us. But if we really don't know how to tell our brain to shut off, shut down, things are fine, we're going to be at our massage or our pedicure and we're still going to be in this central nervous state of stress and overwhelm and frazzled and like it's still kicking out those stress signals to our body, okay? So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this one really hit home for you, make sure you follow so you catch Thursday's episode as well as check out the information. I'll leave the sales page up for regulate and stressify for you to look at and see if either of those things support you. But a lot of them do just stem from simple habit changes. For me, the hardest one was that waking up, not setting that expectation on myself to wake up early, early. Even when I was listening to podcasts and mentors that were saying, wake up an hour before your kids, wake up an hour before your kids. I was like, no, I just need to put literally my headphones on and la 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 la. Like that advice is not suited for me in this season when I know I need to stop that cycle of operating off stress and cortisol and all of the things that I know were hindering my um, central nervous system and my energy regulation and all of that. And it takes time. It, it really does. And I'm constantly having to recheck myself because of society and lifestyles and circumstance and stuck trauma. Like I've wanted to go back into those habits because I feel like you get a positive outcome when you wake up early and you intermittent fast and extremely low calorie and high intensity workouts like but really all of those things perpetuate a state of stress especially when you pile them on top of each other over and over and over again and do them day in and day out thank you so much for listening to today's episode let me know your feedback if you could take the time to leave a rating and review for the show i would love and appreciate that so much all you do is find feminine fitness podcast scroll down you'll see stars you leave a five star rating but i would love 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 to see your review and leave a review let me know what your favorite episode subjects are and then that way i know to make more of those for you here on the podcast i hope you have a wonderful day my friend friend.